Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, Sunshine. I'm Alexi Lawless, and welcome to a special State of the Union podcast where we look at the beautiful game on and off the field through the lens of red, white, and blue colored glasses. Joining me, uh-oh, yeah, yeah, it's happening, it's happening. Soccer legend Carly Lloyd, who finds herself uh, this week winding down an incredible career with her final U.S. Women's National Team game happening Tuesday, October 26th on FS1 versus South Korea uh, from St. Paul, Minnesota. And of course, the continuation of her NWSL season with Gotham FC and fingers crossed a long uh, playoff run. So there are limited uh, amounts of time where you can and opportunities to see this incredible athlete and this legend play as we get through here 2021. Uh, Carly, welcome. I'm going to jump right into it. I know you've been asked this question, but just to kind of uh, overview, uh, so for may maybe for people that haven't heard it, why now? Uh, you know, I think a, a few things. Um, I think the timing just felt right. I think in my heart, um, you know, this is a grind. As you know, you've been a part of it. It's so many things that you have to sacrifice, the dedication um, to not only, you know, get to the top, but to stay at the top for so long. Um, it's gruesome, you know, and it's not, it's not meant for everybody. Uh, not everybody gets to have a, a long run. Some, some players, you know, only come in for a couple of years, but for me, I just felt ready. I felt ready from just a life perspective. Um, physically, I still feel really good. So for me, it's just about spending more time and having more time with my husband, my friends, my family, and, you know, just kind of get it gearing up for the next chapter, being able to live my life. Well, you deserve it. Um, okay, so you can see I'm sporting the colors here, the Rutgers colors. Uh, you are a proud Jersey girl, uh, and you also went to the greatest school uh, on uh, God's green earth uh, when it comes to Rutgers University. Exit nine off the turnpike. You are without a doubt the greatest soccer player, and in my estimation, the greatest athlete ever to come out of Rutgers uh, University. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk to you, and I'm an adopted type of uh, Jersey person, but I'm going to talk to you the way uh, at Rutgers or in New Jersey, for that matter, somebody would ask this question, uh, this question to you. Um, are you a pain in the ass when it comes to being a teammate? Uh, if you look back at your career and the way that, uh, that, that you are both on and off the field. Uh, funny question. So I think that in order for me to have gone on and been the best possible soccer player that I could have been, I had to be different. And, there were, you know, certain things that I had to, uh, you know, implement within my game. Um, but I came on this team for two reasons, and that was to help this team win championships and to be the best soccer player that I possibly could. I stayed away from drama. I didn't party. Um, 
I was constantly focusing on just being in my room, putting my legs up, making sure that I was my at my absolute best every single training session. And I think that that perception of me over the years in the beginning, you know, sort of kind of translated into this, oh, she's not a team player. She doesn't like to do things with the team. Oh, she's selfish, this, that. Um, you know, I'm a Jersey girl. I'm, I'm, I'm loyal. I'm, I'm honest. I'm blunt. And, um, you know, I came onto the scene wanting to become the best player in the world. And that's what I set out to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the perception of me over these years is, is inaccurate. Um, and I had to kind of be and, and act a certain way in order to, to achieve what I wanted to achieve. But, um, I would do anything for every single one of my teammates. I am proud to have played with so many amazing players throughout my career. This is a team sport. They have helped me. Um, I'm tremendously gracious for all that I've learned from everybody. Sure. Was I a pain in the butt back then? I'm sure, you know, I, I had a chip on my shoulder. I had a lot to prove and I came in and on this team wanting to, to earn a starting spot. So, um, that was the way that I went about it. Well, look, if being a pain in the ass gets us one of the greatest players ever to play the game, uh, we need more pains in the ass uh, is what I'm talking about here. Uh, but, but, you know, as you dealt with with uh, with teammates and with coaches, you know, the dynamic, the, the dynamics that exist uh, in, in locker rooms and on, and on teams, uh, you know, you never settled for less uh, and you certainly didn't back down. But as you grew and as you matured as a player and as a person, were there times where you started to approach things differently and maybe had that that recognition of the way you were being viewed either by your teammates or from the outside? I think what's hard is to kind of take the long game approach. I think many athletes and many people want short, quick success. And I knew I was in for the long haul. I knew that I had to do everything right, little by little, day by day, month by month, year by year. And eventually, as Candace Parker just said, time will tell. Time will tell your story. And I always wanted my play on the field to do the talking. Um, I think that I, I sort of, you know, have been a private person throughout the course of my career and have just focused on soccer and, and just giving people that. And so not many people have had a glimpse into who I truly am as a person um, off the field. So, you know, for me, it, it was just wanting to, be respected for what I did on the field. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy and proud that I went about it the way that I did. I think it was very, very hard at times, but I think when you do things the right way and you go about things the right way, you end up earning the respect of so many more people in the end. And, uh, I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity. It's been an honor to play with this team and, um, you know, hopefully I've helped inspire several generations to come. Oh, you have. You definitely have. Um, another famous uh, person from New Jersey, Frank Sinatra, you know, once said, uh, regrets, I've had a few, uh, but he certainly he did it. He did it his way. Um, when you look back, are there are there moments? Are there regrets that you have? No, I don't think so. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I poured my heart and soul into it. I, I literally did everything possible to be at my absolute best um, on the field, off the field, you know, I learned so much. I wasn't the perfect player. I'm still not the perfect player. Um, there's been times where I've messed up, where I've failed, where I've let my team down uh, several, you know, several times throughout my career. There's been moments where maybe I didn't handle a certain situation in the right fashion with a teammate or with a coach or whatnot. But I've always just tried to take each and every experience and learn from those experiences and 
and just become better as a person and as a player. And I've learned a lot, you know, I've learned how to become a better leader. I've learned how to approach teammates better, how to get the best out of my teammates. Um, and, you know, I, I've just been afforded this unbelievable life and journey and have learned so, so much and, and have just become such a better person and now hopefully can pay it forward to, uh, to the next generation. Well, your national team career spanned three different decades, and you were just talking about different experiences that you've had. Let's focus a little bit more in, in, in terms of recent years. Obviously, we've got, all gone through this pandemic. How do you think that's changed you, either as a person uh, or as a soccer player or both? I think 2020 was was definitely challenging for so many people. Uh, you know, for me, it, it sort of gave me this clear sense of the bigger picture. You know, I, I went through a, my knee surgery, his first surgery in my career. I cut ties with my longtime trainer. Um, and then I rekindled my relationship with my family after about 12 years. So all of this had just come so quickly and abruptly in my life. And I'm really thankful because I don't know that I would be this happy, this content, and just feeling the way that I'm feeling had everything not come full circle for me. I have all the right people in my life right now at the end. I can enjoy it. I can soak it up. And I'm really, really blessed. Um, my family's been able to be part of this last hurrah for me. They've been able to, you know, come to every event and and be there. And, and my nieces are able to, you know, uh, experience it as well. So it's really meant a lot to me. And I couldn't be any happier going out uh, on on these terms. Oh, that's great. It's great to hear that you are in such a good place and you are enjoying this this last lap. Um, as I said, you deserve it. Uh, before I get to uh, talking a little bit uh, about the uh, the club situation, because like I said, that's going to continue on even after these national team games. Um, if you look back and like I said, you've played so long with the national team, you have all these different experiences and all these different, these different relationships, whether it's coaches or or or, um, or players uh, that you came in contact with, which former U.S. women's national team players do you think influenced you the most? Uh, um, you know, a lot. Um, I've played with some incredible players. I mean, Christine Lilly, for one, you know, someone who just put her head down, worked hard every day, was one of the fittest ever. Um, you know, Abby, just her sheer willingness to do anything possible to win. And, uh, you know, seeing that is is something remarkable. Um, you know, Shannon Box played alongside of her for so many years in the midfield. We didn't always see eye to eye in the beginning, but we soon became such a dynamic partnership in the middle of the field and just really special about that. Um, Christine Rampone, uh, you know, just uh, her leadership out there. Hope as well. Hope and I battled in those beginning of years. Um, we didn't always get along as well. And then obviously still... Uh, still form that, that friendship, but, you know, so many, um, I used to watch Heather O'Reilly, you know, leave at such a young age when I was training with her club team and go on the national team and just watch what she brought every single day. I mean, that, that has been the culture of this team. And, um, it's been so surreal. Shannon McMillan, Danielle Fotopoulos, Tiffany Milbert. I mean, they were all incredibly gracious helping me when I first caught on the team. Um, and then you have players like me, him and, Bryce Gary, who were not afraid to tell me to get my butt into gear in the 5v5 game. So <laughs> um, those experiences I'll never forget. 
they they helped um they pushed me and they made me realize that you know if i want to stay here i gotta i gotta put the work in well that's quite a list uh, that you just rattled off with uh there and i'm sure that they would say the same about uh you all right uh let's let's look a little bit more nwsl wise um and, and i know you've played professionally even beyond that but just if you look back at your your nwsl experiences and let's go like flash dash sky slash uh, gotham when you think about those experiences what are some of your favorite memories uh from that time I would have to say 2013 made it to the final. Um, I think people forget that I played in an NWSL final. Uh, we lost to Portland, unfortunately, but that was a really special time, um, special team. We had a lot of players who were just underdogs who just kind of flew under the radar as players. And uh, we, we fell short, but that was a very special time. You know, I think all of my experiences with the Dash, with Sky Blue, with Gotham FC, um, I've never really been part of a team where we've had a uh, stacked roster, as you, as you say. It, it's always been hard. It's always been a challenge. We've had coaching changes. I've had coaches leave in the middle of seasons and a new interim coach coming in. Um, it's been incredibly hard throughout my NWSL. But, you know, right now where I'm at with Gotham FC and our, our coaching staff, Scott, um, I can't say enough good things about him and what he's doing and, and everybody within the Gotham FC organization. We're in a really good place right now as a team. And I feel so gracious to kind of be on this last journey with them. I think it's special. I think we still have a lot left to give and, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to it. So hopefully we can, uh, be there November 20th at an NWSL championship. Well, I'll give you an opportunity to you know to pump up some of your uh, teammates there on uh, Gotham FC. So, uh, who 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 has really impressed you this year? And you know this group that you have that you're talking so much about. Um, you know, what's uh, where's that power coming from? You know, I think what what we've got going on right now is we're playing to our strengths. You know, you have Midge and Efi up top who um, are banging in goals, who are are doing great, and we're helping to kind of lead that charge, that offensive. charge. Charge. And, you know, then you have a midfield like myself and McCall and Allie, who, you know, veteran leadership. Um, but we've had, you know, subs who have come on who have been tremendous. Our back line has been absolutely stellar. I think Caprice has probably had one of the best seasons and most consistent seasons I've seen in a player. Um, really proud of her. And Kaylin can't say enough good things, even though she's Canadian, she is one of the best goalkeepers that I've seen. Um, but we necessary just necessary evil. Those, uh, those Canadians, you know, <laughs> exactly. We have a, a really good squad. And like I said, players off the bench coming on, you know, really helping. So we're going to need everybody. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna stop playing, but you are gonna still be this elder statesman. And wh- wherever you go, whatever you decide to do, people are going to come uh, and ask, uh, you know, your opinion and see, see what you have to say about the game. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, obviously, you know, certainly over the last couple of weeks, what the NWSL has gone through, what uh, women's soccer ha- has gone through. When you start to envision what you want women's soccer to uh, to be and soccer to be um how do you see it and what are your hopes for the future you talked earlier about you know wanting even in your your next capacity to be able to have an impact and to be able to help uh, the game that you love i think the most important thing like i touched on it before is is the long game approach i think things need to be done the right way um you know from the ownership group down from the league office, GM role, coaching role, player role, you know, everything needs to to be done the right way. We need to put people in positions who understand it, who get it, um, and then sort of bridge 
all of that together. So uh, I'm really hopeful as, as unfortunate as things have gone on um, within the league as of lately, I'm hopeful that this is a huge restart for everybody. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Marla coming in, you know, I've heard very good things about her. So uh, I'm really hopeful and I want to do anything I can to help, um, to help promote, to help make things better, to offer some words of, of wisdom, um, whatever that may be. But I, I definitely want to, you know, continue to see this game grow uh, in the right direction because players deserve it. And, um, you know, everybody, everybody watching and supporting um, deserve it as well. Last question, then I'll let, and I'll let you go. Um, what did New Jersey, and obviously Rutgers is part of that, you've talked about it. You certainly haven't shied away from it, nor should you. Explain to those that aren't there um, or haven't had an opportunity like I had to be kind of immersed in it. What, what makes it so special? What makes it unique? I think a lot of things. I think the food for one is really good. I'm a bit biased there. Um, the people, you know, the, the people are just so direct, so blunt. Um, I feel like there's people who can kind of have that dry sense of humor. Um, I've always sort of had that underdog approach. And I think being a South Jersey girl close to Philadelphia, um, like Zach Ertz was talking about it, you know, the, the fans and just people in the city and, and in New Jersey are just so passionate and they all are, uh, have got that blue collar uh, mentality that, that they, they thrive on. And I think that's, what's made things really special, you know, going to Rutgers for, for myself, I, I wanted to help be a part of something to get them on the map. And it was a challenge. And I think it's, it's just been really special. You know, I've traveled the globe. I've lived in so many different States, but um, still permanently reside in New Jersey because I think it's the greatest place to live. Well, I think we can end it there, but before we do uh, just on, on, you know, I, I would, I want you to know, okay, that I mean, you've you've been around for a long time. You know that the ultimate compliment, the other, the ultimate form of uh, of compliment, is when a a player um, says something like this: "Carly Lloyd, I would want you on my team." Now, look, you're, you're at a whole other level, so you would never want to play on my team. But if there was a team out there. I would want Carly Lloyd on it because I know that not only is she going to work her ass off, all right, um, but she is going to run through a wall and she will have my back. She will have my back on the field. She will have my back off the field. And um, uh, that comes from everything that you have done, all of that work that you uh, that you put in and all of those sacrifices that uh, that you made. Thank you for doing that, because in doing it, you you, you gave us uh, this incredible living legend that we uh, that we have. And we couldn't be more proud of everything that you've done. But as I, you know, let's take this from an older guy. There is life beyond kicking the ball. And I can't wait to see what you do. Uh, and I hope that it is um, as fulfilling and as happy and as joyful and ultimately as successful as anything that you ever did on the soccer field. So enjoy this last lap. Best of luck. Uh, enjoy the uh, the flowers that are going to be laid at your feet, and rightfully so, and all of the accolades that uh, uh, and uh, and tributes that you are going to get. You deserve every single uh, one of them, uh, and I know you will play the last minute the way you played uh, you, uh, your, your first minute. And as we said, you know, there's still a championship out there to win when it comes to the NWSL. So while the national team part will finish as 
as I said, uh, her final game for the U.S. Women's National Team will be on Tuesday, October 26th on FS1 against South Korea in St. Paul, Minnesota. Also uh, continuing on with the NWSL. So best of luck and most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you, Carly Lloyd. Really appreciate it. Thank you. 